what you believe. Hello everyone and welcome to Higher Life Podcast, the podcast that will help us move up higher with God so we can live the abundant life Jesus has provided for us. I'm your host, Mary Benson. John 10.10 10 says that Jesus came so we could have life and have it more abundantly. All as NIV has it, have life to the full. In previous episodes, we established that To have the abundant life Jesus has provided for us, we need to make the Word of God and prayer a priority in our lives. Today we're going to talk about living the Word of God. You don't want to miss it, so stick around. John chapter 1 tells us that Jesus is God in the flesh. For the sake of time, I will read verse 1 and verse 14. But if you are now familiar with the book of John, I encourage you to read verse 1 through 14. Actually, the entire book of John is very enriching. I highly recommend reading it often. Let me read the verses that tells us that Jesus is God in the flesh. John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. Jesus is the Word that became flesh, and Jesus is God in the flesh. But in John chapter 14, Jesus speaks of the Father, and another advocate. Let's look at what Jesus said in John chapter 14, verses 16 through 18. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him, nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. The advocate Jesus is speaking of is the Holy Spirit. This verse reveals the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three in one, equal in power, but very distinct in their operation. Jesus referred the Holy Spirit as another advocate. He goes on to say, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Jesus ascended to heaven, but he said he will come to us. How? Through the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. The Holy Spirit is in us if we are in Christ. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will be with us forever and that he will help us. Holy Spirit is our helper. Every time I read the Bible, I invite the Holy Spirit to help me understand the scriptures and help me do what the scripture says. He is the one I depend on when preparing for messages, when preaching or teaching, when praying as he shows me how, and when doing anything and 
everything in my life. The precious Holy Spirit lives with us and he is always ready to help us. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one and are equal in power. But in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 32, Jesus said something profound. Let's read in context starting at verse 30 through 32. Matthew chapter 12 verse 30 through 32. Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and surrender can be forgiven. But blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Either in this age or in the age to come. Hallelujah. Jesus referred the Holy Spirit as another advocate. In other words, another one, just like him. So why did Jesus say that whoever speaks against the Son of Man, meaning anyone who speaks against Jesus will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks or blasphemy the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. But in Mark Chapter 3, we see Jesus again saying the same thing. He said, truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter, but whatever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying he has an impure spirit. Jesus was addressing those who said he had an impure spirit. They spoke against the spirit in which Jesus was operating. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 32, Jesus said, Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Jesus in the flesh could be seen, but you can't see the Holy Spirit. People believe what they can see, but, but what they can't see, they either reject or despise. That's where faith comes in. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We must hear. Read and apply God's word to live life abundantly. With our faith, which only comes by hearing the word of God, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Faith is believing without seeing. Hebrew chapter 11 1 says so. This is what Hebrew chapter 11 verse 1 says. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is believing without seeing. So why do people dismiss or not believe the work of the Holy Spirit? 
that cannot be seen with naked eye or call it something else that like they did to Jesus. Despise and ignorance that can only be changed by reading the scriptures, believing the scriptures, doing what the scripture says, and living the word of God. There are people who despise the work of the Holy Spirit when he is working or speaking through someone they don't like. That's despise that is sometimes accompanied by jealousy and competition as they try to bring the person flowing with the Holy Spirit to their level. In other cases, it is because the person the Holy Spirit is working through is familiar to them. Jesus experienced this while he was teaching in his hometown. Let's look at what Jesus said about it in Mark chapter 6 and verse 4. Actually, let's read in context, starting at verse 2, 2 to 6. Where did this man get these things? They asked. What is wisdom? What has he, what this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son? And the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Lack of faith. Because they were familiar with Jesus, so they did not receive from him. I remember ministering to someone about a situation that kept coming up in her life again and again. I spent a lot of time counseling her, praying with her, and speaking the word of God over the situation. Several months later, she called me with excitement in her voice and told me how she had been set free listening to a minister on television. She went on to say what the minister had said. I thought to myself, I have been saying that for several months, but I did not say a word. I just rejoiced with her for her breakthrough. The point is, this person who called me friend could have been set free several months prior if she had not despised the work of the Holy Spirit in me, simply because I'm familiar to her. There are a lot of people who will listen to prestigious ministers on television and despise someone familiar to them. But the truth is, there is only one Holy Spirit who speaks and works through all ministers. It takes a deep relationship with Jesus and being full of the word of God and full of the Holy Spirit to recognize when the Holy Spirit is moving through people familiar to you. Be careful not to despise the work of the Holy Spirit by despising ministers or people who are close to you. You can correct that by loving God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and loving others like yourself. Faith is put into motion by love. Galatians 5 verse 6 says, 
For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Hallelujah. If you want to live the abundant life that Jesus wants for you and me, we have to work on our love walk. So our faith will work and we will see answer to our prayers. God is not a respecter of person. And if God has spoken through someone familiar to you, he's not going to speak again if you despise that person. Hallelujah. God is love. Where God is, there is love. If you have Jesus in you, you don't have to pray for love. You just do what the scripture says about love. Agape love, which is God kind of love, has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We see that in Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. And this is what it says. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. If that love is in your heart, why would you treat people differently? Agape love is not based on how we feel about someone. It's an act of our will in obedience to Jesus' command in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Let me read those verses. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Hallelujah. Many people confess that they love God, but act unbecomingly towards people. Let's see what the scripture says about that in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 20. Whoever claims to love God yet hate a brother or a sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Thank you, Jesus. It all comes down to believing the word of God and doing what the word says so we can have a relationship and encounters with the Holy Spirit that cannot be denied. If you develop a deep relationship with Jesus, you will recognize when the Holy Spirit is at work or when he is speaking through people familiar to you and you will not despise them. Those who have a deep relationship with Jesus listens with their spirit and it is impossible to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. If you're not spending quality time reading the word, your faith will be based on something else. That's one of the ways deception sets in. You start believing and speaking what you hear from other people because it sounds good, but it is not scriptural. That's where a lot of people go wrong. A while ago, I received an email from someone who was going through chemotherapy. She made a comment that she had Jesus' blood that day. I asked her what she meant, and she said she had chemo, which is the blood of Jesus. That email grieved my spirit. I responded with the truth and let her know chemo is not Jesus' blood. I'm not a doctor, 
and I'm not an expert on chemo, but I know this. Chemo is not Jesus' blood because it destroys cells in the body, both good cells and cancer cells. Jesus' blood gives life, not destroy life. When I asked where she got that from, she said from a cancer support group on Facebook. We need to get our information from the Word of God. You need to know the truth that is found in God's Word so you can pray and speak the truth about the matter. When going through chemo, you should be praying for divine protection from chemo side effects as well as pleading the blood of Jesus over your body for restoration of the good cells that chemo destroys. And that I proceeded to do for that lady. We need to read the word of God prayerfully, know it, and do what it says. If and when we do that, when we hear something contrary to the word of God, our spirit will be grieved and we will reject it. And in time of chaos or when we are facing difficult situations that threaten our lives, we have a firm foundation that cannot be refuted. That foundation is only formed by the word of God and spending quality time with God in prayer. It is the only way to grow spiritually. Spiritual maturity is not measured by how long people have been saved or how often they go to church. Spiritual maturity is measured by how people respond to the Holy Spirit and the word of God. We can go to church every time the doors open, but if we are not applying what we hear, it means nothing. The devil doesn't care if we go to church as long as we don't respond to God and his word. Going to church or attending other meetings without applying what we hear or doing what the word says make us religious instead of spiritual. Religious people like to hear what their itching ears wants to hear. And don't put much value on scriptures. And that's why people start speaking things that are not scriptural. In Matthew chapter 22 and verse 29, Jesus said, You are in error because you do not know the scriptures. Let's read that verse in context, starting in verse 23 through 30. That same day the seducers who say there is no resurrection came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died. And since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and third brother, right on down to the seventh. Finally, the woman died. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven, since all of them were married to her? Jesus replied, you are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. There is a big difference between being religious and being spiritual. Religious people are into works and traditions. They go to church religiously, but they don't apply what they hear. 
The word goes in one ear and out the other. They go through the motion, but deny the power of the written word and the power of God. They speak religious platitudes, but do not do what the word says. In other words, they do the talk, but they don't do the walk. They may even speak the word, but they don't apply it. Because they may speak the word they heard someone else speaking, but they don't apply because they do not search the scriptures. Spiritual people, on the other hand, hear the word or read the word and do what the word says. Spiritual people believe the word, speak the word, and live what they believe. A spiritual person, when they come in contact with someone in need, they pray for that person and do something about their need. A religious person speak or text the platitudes, the religious platitudes, but do nothing about the need. Now, since my ministry is based on God's word, let me show you from scripture what I just said. That way, if you find what I said offensive, you will know that it is not I who offended you, but the word of God in James chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. This is what it says. Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical need, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. This scripture describes religious people's actions and goes on to tell us that such faith is dead. Some people get offended by that because they do not want to hear the truth or do the right thing. Listen to what God says about that in Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 10. To whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? Their ears are closed so they cannot hear. The word of the Lord is offensive to them. They find no pressure in it. If you find the word of God offensive, you need to have a serious talk with God. When we are offended by any part of the word of God, or we try to explain it in a way to justify our actions, we need to take a serious look at our hearts. A spiritual person is open to learn from every message they hear because they desire to grow spiritually and be effective. In the kingdom of God. They apply what they hear. Because they want to please God. We saw in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. That without faith. It is impossible to please God. And in Galatians. We saw that faith. Works by love. So do we want our faith to work? We need to walk in love. Do we want to have faith? We need to read the word of God. Hallelujah. Let's live the word of God so we can have the abundant life Jesus has provided for us through his birth, his death, and his resurrection. Let's live the word of God if we believe God. That's all for today's episode of Higher Life Podcast. Thank you for listening. Join me next week as we talk about life in the word of God. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode.
Stop. 